Good evening out there. You tuned into Five Star Radio, WNYU 89.1 FM in New York City. This is your host, Jordan Juris, in the studio today with my friend Stefan Kimball Olson. As usual, we're going to take over the air for the next two and a half hours. But first, the weather. It's minus two degrees Celsius in Brooklyn. In Washington, four degrees Celsius, a little warmer. But it looks like you're going to get some rain tonight. Stockholm, four degrees Celsius. Things are looking clear. It's now the middle of the night for you. Hope you wake up to clear skies. You have a, I would say, 50% chance of clear skies in the morning. Hi, Stefan. Hello. Ready to do another show? We're all ready to do another show. Tell them about our guests. We have a special guest in the studio tonight, Mr. Bon Aventure. A bit of a Canadian connection here. I started listening to Bon Aventure's radio show based out of Hamilton in Ontario a few years ago. I've been following him ever since, and it's really nice to have him in the studio today. He's queued up on the decks, and he's going to grace us with a mix to kick things off, and then we'll sit down and have a little chat with him. Without further ado, I give you Bon Aventure on 5 Star Radio. 89.1 FM, WNYU. New York! Thank you. 
Hello out there. You're tuned in to Five Star Radio. You've been listening to Bon Aventure. Coming at you with some astral traveling vibes. I can bear something. Now if I do this, I just myself. All right, all right. We are sorting in. There we go. There we go. Great mix, man. That was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. This was, yeah, this was interesting. Like some of these records, I you know, this is the first time I've actually heard them on like a nice system. Like, yeah, a lot of like, yeah. just recent purchases I made in the last couple of days. Yeah, it sounds good in here. It sounded good in here too. So, tell us about yourself. Where are you living? Mm. What are you up to in New York? Yeah, well, um, I've been down in New York full time, I guess, for about a year and a half now. Although um, I've sort of half lived here all my life, sort of in between here and Canada. And who we got on the line? Nobody. There we go. <laughs> Stefan's butt. Uh, <laughs> wonderful existential adventures. Yeah. yeah, so I've basically been down here again since I graduated from McMaster about year again year and a half ago. Um, but sort of been down here all my life because my dad's from here, so I've been able to be raised between here and Toronto, where I was born. Um, and then basically, I've just sort of been doing some stuff part time, picking up some records, trying to I don't know educate myself, educate educate myself, that thing. educate myself before I go out to get my MA get work experience, do whatever people say you're supposed to do in life. I've yet to figure out exactly what they mean, but I'm sure that you know what I mean. Some people got that done in New York. Some, yeah. Some people find it hard to do, though. I'm amazed that people can do it, but yeah. you know what? Good, good, <laughs> if you can do it, good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, where, so where did you study? I studied at McMaster University. That's in Hamilton, Ontario. We're sort of like halfway between Toronto and Buffalo. Right. So I was there doing communication and multimedia, and then... In my second year, I got... Actually, I applied for a radio show my first year, but I wasn't on campus at the time, but then moved closer, was able to get a late-night slot, so I started, uh, yeah, like, sort of October 2010 on the radio, really just, like, as a place to um, basically learn how to DJ. Like, it was only until the past couple of days I've been able to get two actual turntables, even though I've been DJing in some form for about eight <laughs> years now. Yeah, you were telling me you haven't had a turntable set up until two days ago. Yeah. And even then, like the other turntable, there's a something went wrong with the on-off switch, so I've ordered it in parts. I'm going to fix that myself. But you know, eventually, you know, it's you know, I've waited this time. What's a couple more days? Mm-hmm. Um, I've been buying records for well, very lo- a long time, but like longer than before. I was able to get into clubs here. Yeah. Uh, I started, I guess, DJing in some form when I was, I guess, 17. So started to work out from there, and then kept my slot at the time was on Tuesdays and. Now it's actually Monday, so it's actually airing right now oh. after the show is over if you want to. <laughs> and I would say, tune in to see if you I don't know if that's advertising, but I just said it anyway, so there we go. You know, you should do that. There we go. I yeah. agree. Say um, it again. Uh, that's uh, CFMU. It's dot McMaster.ca. Um, I'll say at the end of the show as well, but my show website is astraltraveling.wordpress.com. And uh, who's playing tonight? Uh, just me. Normally, it's just uh, me sending in mixes. Um, I have had guests in the past. Um, hopefully, going to have some guest mixes in the future. It really, just sort of goes in waves and starts of me, you know, to send something in or if they're able to make it into the studio. I was turned on to Astro Traveling through uh, our mutual friend Paul Trafford. Paul Trafford, yeah, he yeah. Did a mix. I think it was end of sort of closer to the end of 2013 or beginning of 2014. I was watching Paul DJ a lot in Montreal at that time. Yeah, so well, that's how we met, because yeah. I was uh, playing at a boiler room after party at La Brique, which was, I don't I don't even know if that place is still open anymore. No, but unfortunately, yeah, it's it not. Down. That had the building up. is heating up again, though. Ah. Let's just put it that way. 
That's yeah. I mean, I I think there's something about either Huni or Ben UFO or someone like big playing there somewhere like there recently, and I'm like, whoa, wait, is that place open again? But if you yeah, that, uh, the Boomer Collective guys and Temple Records, they just had Mono Junk. Oh. Well, no, you, no, I take that back. It's the pr- Boomer party before that that was there. Oh but, right, right, right. But ah, uh, yeah, venue's a venue. It's a yeah, good venue's spot. a venue. Yeah. So no. were you listening to club music and DJ culture before you? moved to McMaster from yeah I mean I'm trying to I'm again I'm trying to always think back like where did I get started because I it's an interesting I, question for like you know like Canadian living yeah people. I mean a lot of people come from bands like yeah, the more well, I mean, natural I, influence I grew up listening to a lot of like basically everyone in my family is in the music industry in some capacity but I okay. grew up listening to a lot of like, jazz and R&B and soul so I remember listening to a lot of like Pointer Sisters Michael Jackson Teddy Pendergrass so there was a lot of that like soul and disco influence I don't, I think I used to listen to a lot of like those really terrible, like Chris Shepard trance compilations. No disrespect to him <laughs> um, at all. I'm just saying it was at the time I looked back and say, really? But then I look back and I'm, I l- actually heard it back and I realized, oh, oh, that's the 303. Oh, so that's where that came from. Yeah, and it just yeah, kind of yeah. planted a seed and sort of went off from there. Yeah. And then just slowly started, like, you know, listening to a lot of, um, I don't know, I think eventually someone got found boards of Canada. I think that's just like, through some lounge compilation or other and then that went to Autic and Apex Twin and the Warp Stable and then from there to Techno and it just kind of blossomed I've mm-hmm. I, I could tell you a proper path but I don't remember it it just sort of happened with me spending far too much time on the internet Yeah, but no actual exposure to club culture until well I guess I don't even remember what the age of majority is but you know I'd be able to sort of sometimes go to things going on here mm-hmm. but you know, I, the first parties I remember going to here were Mr. Saturday Night when they were still doing stuff at the yard and go on us mm-hmm. um, because they were the only ones I knew that were all ages. Mm-hmm. I think the first party I went to it was Joaquim was playing. Oh, and then nice. from there, I met up with uh, a couple of WMU people, uh, with The Bunker, who I eventually started going to. And for the past year, I was more solid with them, but I was basically interning with them for the past year or so, um, doing some of their back-end stock and shipping and their website organization um and then was also briefly working with mr saturday night when they were doing one of their this is before facebook decided to change their terms of service and delete all the other profiles but i was managing social media for them for a while oh nice okay. and the first thing i think i ever did was with the little white earbuds oh no, still sh- up. no way. yeah okay. yeah yeah. so that's how you got to know chris miller yeah potentially because okay. yeah. it was i i think as steve mizek found me on ra i joined ra in 2006 Early. Um, oh yeah. Well, it was. I think because I, I I found it. It was because it was a Stacy. It was something about Stacy Pullen. I thought, oh, Stacy Pullen podcast. This was like, yeah. I was, yeah. I must have been like sixteen, seventeen at the time. Mm-hmm. And I just discovered this and then found the backstock and then started to post a lot about like track IDs and then it just kind of all spiraled out from there. Yeah. Are you an yeah. active RA member right now? No, actually, I sort of went off like now i've started to get back into the podcast i think the latest string of podcasts been pretty good but (laughs) um i just you know just kind of shifted off from that didn't really comment was more just listening and then started to go back to trying okay what actually is being released this year like a lot of times i've been trying to do like okay what was like go through the year and i have to go back to look at the reviews like oh that was that was released this year and all that so so they're good you know it's good in that regard but lately i've just been sort of getting my reviews from all around Mm -hmm. so with that how do you how do you find music usually? Do you go record shopping in physical stores a lot? Or? Yeah, um, well, thankfully there's quite a few good shops here. You know, I'm basically almost across the street from A1, but also I 
go to Iris, Human Head, Halcyon. Um, like half my friends here have worked at Halcyon at some point or another. Mm. Um, and then, you know, if ever I'm somewhere, like, you know, I was living briefly in the UK for a while studying, and I'm, of course, just there. It's in the north of England. It's a lot of basically, like, go to the charity shops, and it's all, all the old ravers that have become dads and sold the record collections. And yeah. There's a lot of good stuff there. Uh, there's a, one or two good shops in Hamilton and then Toronto, and Montreal has a few more, but it really is like a sort of a shrinking collective. You can say, okay, you know, this is where you go for disco, this is where you go for house. But, mm. you know, I'm la- only it's only lately that I've actually started to go to Discogs to buy records. Like that Anthony Shakir record I played, I found it on Discogs because, like, you know, literally because I just exhausted all my options, basically. But I thought, you know, when I, you know, I prefer to support locally, but. If I go for discos, I will. Did you get into any bass music while you were living in the UK? That was sort of around, you know, I went over there September 2011, and that was, I guess, sort of the transition between, I guess, artists like Huxley and Mosca and I guess a lot of you guys, I think, had just graduated. Like, mm-hmm. I think I was the year in front of Ben UFO and all those guys. Um, it was I'm, kind of in the shift between when like dubstep was turning a lot of producers were going from dubstep into house and techno yeah more. and I think yeah I, like I remember first exposure I think I had to dubstep was through Barrel and Shackleton but then there was that Caspa fabric mix that was the harder stuff which it took a while to get into and it's not really my cup of tea but I just thought okay it's at least different at the time and then I could sort of see how started to string with house and what shocked me was that there were just people my age who were into this kind of music like I was very much isolated at the time until I moved back and just oh you know there are people my age making this stuff listening to this stuff and it mm. was it gave me a bit of a you know, bit of inspiration for that but yeah I mean I, I wasn't going to a lot of bass parties per se but I could definitely see a lot of cross pollination I was um volunteering with this music blog hush house which was i was doing a couple of reviews for them and then we booked a party that we brought in linkwood and the revenge and i was opening in the other room um and that was interesting to get that sort of that disco crowd and the people i would sometimes see at sort of more house events and sort of bassy events but then there was some that was full on disco and they'd still come to that anyway they would just if there was something on they'd go to it it was very here i find i mean i don't think it's you know, obviously catch-all, but still so much more segmenting, you know, their house nights, tech agree, house, yeah. whatever, and never the twain shall meet, basically. But you didn't feel like it was like that in the UK? No, I felt there was there was a, definitely a lot more cross-pollination, a lot more acceptance, mm-hmm. I think. Um, when I moved back, I started working as music director at CFMU, so I was able to get in contact with labels. And um, what was interesting with that was I was... I was making people who said oh like connected with labels i guess cranky was one of them said that we haven't heard from you guys in a while so i didn't realize that it just wasn't popular at the station uh started getting connections with francophone labels over in montreal part i would say partially as language practice but also just because there was a whole segment of stuff there that just was not getting airplay and then so we started to go into that and think well there's a whole something whole new and it's really it's just a constant discovery as it's the most coherent way i can say it mm. And you have to meet the CanCon requirements. Yeah, you know, too, we have our 35% nice to, to push yeah. you into that direction. Yeah, and especially... With a purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I always try to do when I can, look at, see, you know, what are... There are Hamilton artists because being community, we have to have that also, that local quota. And, you know, there are quite a few, I guess, Hamilton-based artists, Jesse Lanza, Caribou, Huron, Orphix, mm-hmm. Kaushik, and then a couple of smaller groups. Um but, you know, there's still quite a lot of cross-pollination from people in Toronto, people throwing parties there and trying to get stuff over here. Yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't been too in tune with 
the Toronto scene, but I've heard a, a lot more coming from it. It's def- I feel it's definitely changing for the better. Um, yeah. I, like, I remember going to one or two shows there from coming in from Hamilton. I remember seeing Actress and Jimmy Edgar and mm-hmm. uh, and Container, a double bill. Um, and it's interesting because I had helped... We, there's a bar that's in Hamilton that my friend was running, and we booked Ital in for a show. We also booked in Maria Minerva a month later, and that was there was just very there were no basically no electronic shows of like of that particular style going on in Hamilton or even Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I seem to remember, we had Matthew Deerfuse back, Matias Aguayo came and played, okay. but that sort of scene wasn't there wasn't as much of a market for it, so it was really kind of a labor of love and you know kudos to the people for putting that on because it really was a risk either you can do this and it'll be popular or nothing will happen but there was no real middle ground i've heard this it's well it's a lot harder to get away with uh, a illegal party in toronto than it is to say even in new york seems to be like a lot of uh a lot of interest on the police's part in making sure yeah, that that doesn't happen i mean I think I don't know if this new administration how they're um, going to be like, how much they're cracking down on it. I think we're starting to see a slight lessening of curfew because it used to be you know like two 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 thirty that was yeah, it. Yeah, and then they have a good reason to just come and bust everything up. Yeah, yeah, and you know this I'm seeing more loft based parties. There's the techno church parties which goes on Sundays. I think I don't know where it is. Some loft thing is on Geary or something, but it's like a daytime techno party. They brought. I think Regis was one of the last guests they had during like 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. So, you know, they can't bother you then. Fantastic. And, you know, it's th- there's definitely a market there. And I feel, you know, again, strength to all the people I know who are trying to put on parties in Toronto, trying to bring people in and doing a good job. And they're combating both enforcements, but also sort of like there's still that sort of mood of, you know, Toronto not being a party town at all. Because yeah. Puritan. Yeah, it's not good. It's getting better. It is getting better. It's definitely and getting better. You had a hand in that bringing people in there supporting the local scene in hamilton (laughs) yeah well thank you very much for the mix man thank Mm. you guys for inviting it was a pleasure i loved watching you dj very effortless dj style oh thank you thank you and it sounded very good too yeah we need to get a live stream in here we do yeah (laughs) the the view that we have from our seats watching from the the back (laughs) this nice upward angle at the back of your head mini boiler room (laughs) yeah well You're tuned into Five Star Radio. If you're just joining us now, we've been listening to the great selections of Bonaventure. Yeah, I like that you've actually got the, the, I guess, the proper French pronunciation. I've just been doing yeah, it as Bonaventure. Bonaventure. Just like, Bonaventure. I don't know, just doing the Anglo way. I don't know. Bonaventure. Something like that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that, uh, again, I don't, I, the closest thing I can think of where that name came from was whenever I'd go and visit in Montreal, uh, Metro Bonaventure was the main station outside of Gare Centrale, so it was like the gateway into the city. And I think, I think it was just again, I was just thinking, and that popped in, and just thought, eh, that'll work. I mean, there there are weirder DJ names out there. No, I think it's perfect. Yeah, it's it means something. a lot coming from Montreal myself, like that being a literal portal to the city, mm-hmm. and the you know, there's so much great stuff from that city. Yeah, I mean, I, I do want to shout someone out in Montreal. I do want to thank uh, the guys over at Music. Well, basically every like. I say basically everybody used to run parties there, but especially music is my sanctuary because they were um, they were like one of my first connections when I was living there, and they're you know it's like a wide collective, but they're very like they, they just they've got that knowledge of how disco and funk and broken beat works, and they've they've been you know they're willing to put on interesting parties, and it's you know things like broken beat and disco again, it can work, it can go totally the other way, but they're you know they're good, they've got their blog, they're working with, they're trying to. 
they're trying to do something. And I really think that that's all really that you can do is just try. Yeah. Mm. If you don't believe in it, then you shouldn't do it. No. That's a good All right. Well, thanks again. That was fantastic. Yeah. Stefan and I are going to take over on the decks. Mm-hmm. Stay with us. We've got another little under an hour for you. We're going to mix fast. You're tuned into Five Star Radio on WNYU, 89.1 FM, New York. New York. New York.